So we're here today with uh, Slightly Mad Studios' Rod Chong, who is the Chief Commercial Officer. Uh, so we're here today to talk about Project Cars 2. Yes. Uh, we have just had a go on it. It's uh, a lot of fun. We're both big fans of the first game. And we want to ask you, you crowdfunded both Project Cars and Project Cars 2. Did you see an increase in backers, the feedback that you had from fans, and people, you know, were they willing to pledge more for the second game? Well, the if you look at the circumstance around how the crowdfunding came about um, in 2011, which... I should point out it was quite ahead of the curve looking back, yeah. quite a smart thing to do. Um, it was a very particular set of circumstances because um, Sully Mad Studios had this fantastic uh, racing engine, simulation engine, and at the time the company was looking for backing so it could establish its own IP, which became Project Cars, right? So that was a very particular thing and then um, production started and then later on uh, Bandai Namco got involved as the publisher and then they released the game and everything was fantastic, right? But as a result of that, there was less of a focus on crowdfunding for Project Cars 2. So we knew that the community involvement was very important and it's part and parcel to what Project Cars is about. Uh, do you know what Cars stands for? It's Community Assisted Racing Simulator. Um, it used to be an acronym. We've kind of just made it all caps in remembrance of what that means. <laughs> so um, the goal, the goals were very different uh, with the crowdfunding um, and WMD for Project Cars 2. It was more about um, the collaborative feeling with the community, having them involved, having them telling us what they're looking for, having them test the game, having them do painting, uh, you know, the, the same spirit of collaboration. But our, our plan was to have a smaller group. It's the first time around it was 30,000 people. That was a little challenging to manage, that amount of passionate uh, racing gamers and, and hardcore sim uh, heads. So um, we had a much smaller group. Uh, so we were less interested in the financial aspect and, and more looking for the collaborative uh, program. So getting, uh, getting people to feel like they own part of the game and the, the process for developing it and really be behind it? Well, it was about in involvement and uh, having people that are passionate about project cars, passionate about simulation, um, them having a voice. Uh, we just think it's stronger. If you uh, can crowd test things and crowd design things, there's more of a strength to, to what you do. If you've um, got people and they, they, there's a certain track they all want and you start seeing patterns through the feedback, then we, we know uh, what they're going to be looking for, right? And we also had them testing a lot of the features like Rallycross quite early to get their feedback and their thoughts. And sometimes it's worth noting that the uh, simulation environment with Project Cars 2 is highly complicated. It's a lot of moving parts. There's the tire model, the car physics, there's the environment, the weather systems, right? Imagine that we're trying to work on a tire model, say for a rain tire, but then you're also working out how the uh, water simulation works. And every, there's all these moving targets. So it helps to have a big group of people that are testing all the time. And if something starts going a bit off, you'll start seeing patterns in the feedback because there's a large group of people who are driving the game day in, day out. So that really helps with the development. Uh, I mean, you pride yourself on the fact that it's a racing simulator. How have you upped the ante for Project Cars 2? Oh, there's so many ways that we've upped the ante. Where do I begin? One thing that 
we, we're very proud of is the updated handling of the cars and the updated tire model. So at the end of Project Cars 1, uh, we got a bunch of racing drivers, some quite famous names like uh, David Brabham, for example. We had them test Project Cars 1 out and we had them test their real life race cars in the game. And there was a moment where uh, one of the Bentley drivers was going through a corner, the back end stepped out, he corrected it as he would with the normal car and it just spun. And they looked at it and they said, this is too hard. This is not how my real life car handles. Once you go over the limit, you can't get the car back. So we had to really look at that and go in and, and come up with a lot of updates to the tar model, a lot of new programming. And as a result, the handling is a lot more um, forgiving. You can feel the car on the limit. You can feel the car over the limit. You can drift if you want. Or in the case of Rallycross, you spend half the time going sideways, sometimes backwards intentionally. And um, all this is fed into a game which is more realistic, but also, interestingly, more fun at the same time, which is unusual. And you've got the Live Track 3. Yeah, the system. Live Track 3.0 is another area where we've really upped the ante. We deal a lot with racing drivers, and racing drivers, of course, they're doing left, right, brake, throttle, gear. You know, they're controlling cars, but in their minds, in the, in the mind of a typical racing driver, they're always looking at conditions. Right? What are my tires like? Is the track green? Is the tar track rubbered in? Is there a bit of mist in the air? Is there, there a bit of sun on that part of the track? Is it warming there? What's the ambient temperature? Did someone pull gravel out onto that corner? They're always thinking about this. Where is that puddle? The sun came out, the track evaporated, but there's still a puddle in that corner, so I got to avoid the puddle. And this is the thing that we really push for in Project Cars 2. We want all the players, or sim racers, depending on what you want to call them, to be in the mindset of a racing driver. Whether you're sitting back on your couch or the PlayStation, or whether you've got, you're a sim racing hobbyist. You want people to enter into that mindset. So those are two big key areas. Um, we think also the loose surface racing, the ice, uh, snow, dirt, gravel, the rally cross, that's another area that, that we've really upped the end. So there's a wide variety of different ways to race. Just with, with the Live Track 3.0 as well, does it take into account, so I'm, uh, I'll hold my hands up and say I'm a pretty terrible uh, race driver, as yeah. uh, Ruby will allude to. Um, but with things like, so if I were to collide with a competitor, will that be taken into account, debris, oil, um, other things on the track from that collision in later races, if, it, if we're doing a, a competition? Yeah, if, it depends if you have damage on or not. Because right? the thing to notice is that you can customize the game engine to how you want to play. So yep. you can set up for yourself a bit more of a casual, easier mode. It's still challenging to you, but you can have fun. But um, So if you have damage turned on, if you get an accident, there'll be body parts all over the track. There may be cars broken down by the side of the road that you have to avoid. And yeah, you pull gravel on, things like that. Yeah, so you do get debris, but um, it depends how you set the game up. You mentioned there that you use uh, real life, actual racing drivers. Yes. Um, we've met one of them, Christy Doran who uh, we've interviewed uh, for a podcast previously. You talked yeah. about her experience on Project Cars. What's, what's that experience been like? What, how, how has that worked and how has that evolved over the, uh, the development of the two games? Well, there's a lot of people who have ideas about how cars should handle in a simulation or in a video game, right? But we prefer to work with experts. Yeah, too, right. You, people you that do it in real opinion. life, right? Yeah. Um, so we want, we have seven drivers who work on the, um, the game. Some of them are drifters, some of them are rallycross experts, who one of them is a Swedish ice racing champion. And then you've got the usual suspects of uh, professional racing drivers, 
So the goal there is to have them tell us what it's like to drive these cars and to test. So if we have one of their race cars in game, they'll take it out on a track and they'll say, hey, that's wrong. I'm going 10, 10 miles an hour faster in that corner than I would in real life. Or the car doesn't handle the way my real life car does. And then we work and work and work until they're happy. So ultimately, we want people that are willing to tell us we're doing a bad job. And believe me, they do all the time. And we work until they're happy. And right now, I can confidently say that they're very happy with the result. So their feedback has a, a lot of input into the vehicle handling, the track design, and the, the physics engine on the game. Yeah, I wouldn't say the track design, other than if there's a bump missing or there's some little thing that we yeah, placed sorry, I wrong. Think that's, yeah. that's what I meant more, was yeah. making sure that it's, it is realistic and it is. Well, we try and get as much data as possible. We, we've uh, started scanning all the new tracks that we've yeah. made for the game, um, whether it's laser scan or photogrammetry scan. And then you want to get as much data as possible from the car manufacturers as well. But once you do that, then the racing driver has to come in and test the car, make sure it's good. It's also worth pointing out that we'd be getting manufacturers to give us their drivers to test their cars in game. So we worked closely with McLaren and had their lead test driver test all the McLarens in game, for example. Well, interesting enough, that was going to be one of my next questions was about the vehicles. So you've got over 170 new vehicles in Project Cars 2. Yeah. Uh, 180 them, plus. 180 plus. Yeah. Oh, I, I apologize. <laughs> um, each of them are very intricately detailed internally, externally, and they sound fabulous. We were going to ask you about interactions with manufacturers, and are they, are they happy to let you loose with their vehicles? Um, well, different car companies come from different parts of the world, so everyone has a different style, whether you're working with the German companies, the, um, the Italian companies, the Japanese. There's a different corporate culture in each, and you have to shift how you collaborate with them. And also the, the premium brands can be very protective and you have to be very careful how you depict them. Whereas some of the, um, there's certain small race car manufacturers, they're just happy to be in the game, right? They don't really care too much what you do. So it, each car company is very, very different to, um, to work with. Just but we're always pushing them to give us as much data, to collaborate with them as much as possible. But um, some of them are, it's, it's very different. Some of them are, have a lot of resource. They have separate licensing departments to work with video games. And some of them have some lawyer sitting in a cubicle somewhere that they don't have time to work with us. So uh, with, with some of the larger manufacturers who are very protective of their, their brand and their vehicles, is there a... Do you ever some get of them the, are very proactive too, though, I should mention. No, no, I, yeah. I appreciate that. But do you ever get the feeling that one of their concerns is they don't want to see how their vehicle would compare head-to-head -head with their competitors? No, I, I never get the feeling that they're, they don't want to go to head-to-head. -head. Our job is relatively easy because we go to them and we say, we want to simulate your car. Yeah. We love your car. All the, the gaming fans and racing fans love your car and they want, we're just going to simulate it. We're going to do our best job, make sure it handles just like the real thing. We're going to respect your brand. We're not going to you know, be putting a Dragon uh, graphics on the side of it or anything like that or <laughs> saying, okay, we want to redesign the bumper of your nice exotic car. Um, so they like that and they, they tend to um, give us a relatively easy time. A lot of the feedback that we're getting from uh, professional drivers, from fans of the series who uh, have perhaps invested, will be based on people who play with a, a, a wheel and pedal setup, so they're, they're taking it really seriously in that respect. How much consideration goes into filthy casuals like Matt and myself, who love a good racing game, Filthy but, casual, yeah, I like but that. Perhaps who, that should um, be a t-shirt. Yeah. Filthy casual. 
So, I mean, really, the, the controller, how much consideration goes into to how that responds? We put a huge amount of consideration into the controller. There's some of the, the key people on the team only drive with controllers so that we don't forget. Because cool. there's so many people on the team who use the wheels, we have to go out of our way to use game pads. Yeah, we put a huge amount of emphasis on that. I think from what we've played this morning already on it, there's a distinct difference on the controller this time around, yeah. which, yeah, yeah it, it does feel like that's coming through, which is excellent. Yeah. Recently, you met with a guy called Chris Stead in Sydney, who asked you about the possibility of a switch port for Project Cars 2. Now, yeah. the short version of that, from what I, I read, was no. Correct. Um, but what was more interesting to me was uh, you said that your focus is how you push the rendering and physics engines. Uh, it's very hardware intensive, and that's what leads your decision making on the platforms you work on. Uh, and a direct quote, uh, there's so much new hardware coming in now, we have our hands full. We think that's a reference to PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. And I one was of the so jet lagged, it's hard to remember <laughs> what I was thinking. One of the things that I we- was uh, hilarious. One of the things we're wondering is uh, what differences are we gonna see on the Pro and the Xbox One X, but also, um, are you thinking about any VR experiences for Project Cars 2? So we were one of the official uh, launch titles with Oculus when they came out with Project Cars 1. So, and we were quite involved with the Rift from the get-go. So um, when it comes to PC, we've uh, put a huge amount of effort into VR, massive. So I think you'll see a big difference between Project Cars 1 and Project Cars 2 with all the effort that we put in there. Um, one thing we're very proud of is the directional audio. So if you're driving in, in VR on PC and you hear a car over here, you turn your head, the audio rotates in your head and then you're looking at it. That's something that's very significant. And there's a lot of uh, rendering enhancements that we've done as well. When it comes to the uh, exact specs of the difference between the um, new consoles that are coming out, we're, we we're not giving too many details right now. That's, that's what I can tell you. There's <laughs> rendering enhancements for, uh, for P, um, P, PS4 Pro. But um, yeah, there, if you look on the internet, you can find some things that have been said with some more details. Okay. But we haven't gi given an official communication yet, the, the exact technical details. But that, that will be coming. So you just have to Okay, well, we'll keep an eye out for yeah, that one. I'm better to talk about car racing. Do you want to ask us him? Yes. Okay. So. Obviously, during the development, it's all these exotic cars. You, do you get to try any out with the car manufacturers? And if you have done, what's your favorite one? Ah, me and myself personally? You personally. Yes, um, yeah, I do get to drive cars sometimes. I'm a car fanatic, yeah. so I've spent a lot of time in my career driving ridiculous cars. It's not my job to drive fast cars no. and input that into the game. But uh, I actually own a, a classic Porsche in 1979. It's a Porsche 935 replica, oh, nice. 600 horsepower. Um, and that, there's a, mine's a replica, but the real life car is in the game. Yeah. And when you drive that car, it actually has the sound of my car. Yeah. <laughs> right, excellent. So that, that's one that's where I'm very passionate yes. about, are the classic yeah. Porsche racing cars. Excellent. Okay, Rod, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Project Cars 2 is out tomorrow in the UK, 22nd of September. Uh, and we look forward to uh, reviewing it. Okay. Thanks Cheers. a lot. Thank you.